I'm Shelby, and I'm from Reynoldsburg, Ohio. So what was broken on my car was really unique, and they did a wonderful job at tracking it down and had it there the next day and fixed. 3C dealt with my insurance, so I just got to sit back, and they took care of everything. I had my car back within a week, then somebody else hit it, and now I find myself back at 3C Body Shop. I would recommend 3C to family, friends, and anybody who's been an ex. 3C Body Shop. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here's your host, Ben Dieter. All right, everybody, welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I appreciate you being here and listening whenever you do. There are lots of podcasts now online about the Rangers. When I started this one, there weren't near as many as there are now. But now there are a bunch, and I appreciate that you take the time to listen to this one right here, the Ranger Report podcast. It is a proven fact that we're the only podcast on the internet called the Ranger Report podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Tune in radio, and pretty much anywhere else that you consume podcasts. And don't forget to check out our shop over at therangerreport.com. If you go there and click on the shop button at the top of the page, it will take you there and you will see some of our new designs we have up. We have coffee mugs, we have uh, drinking water bottles, we have hats, we have pins, we have uh, stickers, we have shirts, we have all kind of stuff. We even have uh, some face masks for those of you that are interested in those since, you know, we kind of need those in this day and age. So please feel free to go over there and check that stuff out. All right, we have made it through the first 20 games of the 2020 season. And funnily enough, this is episode 20. So it is episode 20 about the first 20 of 2020. I think that is enough 20s for one episode, but I'm sure I will say it 398 more times during this episode. My initial prediction had them less than 500 at this point, so I'm a little bit happy that I've been proven wrong, right? Because they are exactly at 500 right now, sitting at 10 and 10 after Sunday's game against the Colorado Rockies. Since we last spoke, the Rangers have won seven out of nine games, including three against the Angels, two against the Mariners, and two against the Colorado Rockies. And this comes after they lost eight out of 11 to start the season, right? So which team are they? Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. Rugnador has gotten a super long season and a third leash so far, and most Rangers fans are pretty tired of it. They're pretty tired of watching him struggle. They're pretty tired of watching him not hit. They're pretty tired of watching him make errors in the field, like the huge one he had on Sunday where he and Dietrich really didn't seem to know who was going to catch that ball, and that was a major error in the game. Of course, the Rockies wound up scoring a lot more runs, but who would have known if that would have happened had they avoided that error? So he's someone that we need to talk about because... uh, His struggles have been big, and as I mentioned, the Rangers added Derek Dietrich to the club, and he has, uh, well, let's just say he has made an impact immediately upon joining the Texas Rangers. Lance Lynn 
is pitching like a Cy Young candidate right now, looking great, barely giving up any runs and looking like an ace. The Rangers definitely made the right decision in making him the uh, opening day starter and the number one pitcher on this team this year. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the episode. Uh, The Rangers starting staff and bullpen have finally carried their weight lately. They look a lot better than they did those first 11 games where they went 3-8. and And of course, we'll talk about Montero and Hernandez and the rest of the bullpen and the job that they have been doing here lately. And uh, spoiler alert, it's been pretty good. We're going to take a look at the Rangers' upcoming schedule. We're going to talk about the AL West and where the Rangers stand in the playoff picture after completing the first third of this baseball season. Our downloads of this podcast are rising, and we thank you for that. It's a really fun podcast to make, and we hope it's also fun for you to listen to. Be sure to retweet or share this podcast on social media and help us grow the podcast larger and larger to get us some more listens. As I've said before, there are many Rangers podcasts out there, many good ones. As a matter of fact, I had Chris Halleck on a couple weeks ago. He has his own podcast called Inside the Rangers. Uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, North Texas Nine Inside the Rangers is the site that he writes for. It is a great one that you should also give a listen to sometime, but you, you should finish this one first um, before you go listen to that one. He he posted yesterday, uh, I think he was just trying to beat me. So we appreciate it. Be sure to share on, po- on social media. Uh, and if you'd like to be a guest host here on the podcast, you can email me, ben at therangerreport.com, or you can tweet us or send us a Facebook message and let us know. And don't forget, on our Anchor page, there is somewhere where you can leave a voice message. We'd enjoy hearing from you and being able to hear your thoughts and air them or play them on the air. Coming up after the break, we'll do the week in review. We'll look at the best and the worst of the week. We'll see what's trending, and we'll look at uh, the series we just played and the series coming up, as well as a few other things. So stick around. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. (music) 
Welcome back to the podcast. This is, of course, the Ranger Report podcast. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for listening. And let's get right in to the last nine games and talk about it. Let's begin with our week in review. Week in review. All right. Thank you, Daniel Sutherland. Week in review. Let's start with the best of the week. I'm going to have to say it was Lance Lynn once again, as it's been, you know, pretty much every one of the weeks since the season has started. Lance Lynn has played some really good baseball. He has pitched really, really well, and he has shown why he is the ace of this staff. He has probably pitched better than almost anybody in the American League, maybe in all of baseball. He just has that tenaciousness about him. He looks like when he's pitching, he's he's out there to get a win and will not accept anything else from himself. Um, he gets angry at himself, it seems, more than his defense, which we'll talk about later. Uh, that has not been great behind him, but he really has done a great job. Just a couple of mistakes in all of his starts so far this season. An ERA under one and a half, just incredible, something that... We haven't seen in a Ranger uniform in a very, very long time the way that Lance Lynn has started off the season. So I'm going to give him my best of the week for uh, the last nine days or so since the last podcast we did was on a Friday and not on a Monday when uh, we interviewed Jeff Wilson. If you haven't given that one a listen, you should probably go back and take a listen to it. All right, let's look at our worst of the week. I think... If you've been watching Rangers baseball at all, you guys can probably have a wild guess at who this is before I even say anything. Uh, oh, I give it away. It's a person. Our worst of the week for this week, uh, it was almost the defense as a whole because they have not done a great job at all helping any of their pitchers out in these situations. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to Rugnit Odor, even though he did have a two-run home run today. But other than that, what has he done for you? If you're looking at what has he done for you lately, then he has earned another shot at playing. Uh, If you're looking at what has he done for you in the last year and a half, then you are looking at a guy who is really struggling and really uh, looking like someone that uh, is lost and confused and doesn't really know what's going on out there and is getting paid way too much money to be that kind of player. So he is definitely my worst of the week for the last nine games. All right, what is trending up? Trending up is the offense. They're finally getting some hits. They're finally scoring some runs. Even on Sunday, they lost 10-6, to so they scored some runs. Even though they lost, they're still putting runs on the board. As I mentioned, Odor had a home run. Joey Gallo had a home run. Danny Santana had a nice hit when he came in late in the game. So that offense has definitely been trending up over the last nine days. If you look at the first uh, 11 when they were 3-8, and eight, we talked about it on the last podcast, how they were last in almost every category in all of Major League Baseball. That is not the case anymore. They are looking a whole lot better. Their offense is swinging the bats a lot better. They're being more patient. They're taking more walks, and they're hitting more uh, balls or actually they were hitting balls solidly earlier in the season, but those balls are now falling instead of being caught like they seem to have been early on in the season for guys like Elvis and Nick Solak. And by the way, let's just mention that Nick Solak was also almost my best of the week because of the way he's been playing uh, any position the Rangers need him to play. 
and also the way that he has been hitting the ball. Just incredible right now. He is all over the place. He's doing a little bit of everything. And, you know, it almost could have been Derek Dietrich as well because he has come in in the eighth inning of each game he's been here for and made a difference. And I think that's something that the Rangers were hoping for. And I think that's why the Rangers have brought him into this situation uh, to see if he could maybe bring a spark. And he seems to have done that. And, of course, trending down would have to be the defense. The defense... Did not uh, look good at all today, or I'm sorry, Sunday did not look good at all. Saturday, and uh, even though they won Saturday and they won Friday, and even before that against Seattle and against the Angels, their defense just has not been all of that great um, at all coming into, you know, the first or the second third of the season as we just finished the first third of the season. Let's talk a little bit about the three series as we're talking about a week in review. The Rangers shocked everybody by sweeping the Angels in Arlington last weekend. That was something that not a lot of people saw coming, uh, myself included. I was hoping they could take one of those three games, and they wound up taking all three of those games pitching. They're just, they have a much better pitching staff than the Angels do. The Angels are kind of a mess in that department right now. Of course, they've got a lot of offense, but Rendon was not clicking on all cylinders during that game. Mike Trout did not have a great series. So the Rangers took advantage of that, like you should. If you are the better pitching team, you should probably win the majority of those games, and they swept the Angels, so that was a big deal for the Rangers to start getting on the right track. Then, of course, they played Seattle and got blown out in that first game, which everybody was thinking, oh, here we go, back down the tubes again. But they wound up coming back and winning the other two games of that series to take that series two games to one in Arlington and won five out of six games played in the new ballpark. So, uh Oh, I thought they couldn't win there. And all of a sudden they took five out of six. And then of course they went to Colorado and took two out of three in that series. So the offense definitely is doing better. Their pitching is doing great. And even uh, yesterday on a Saturday, I'm sorry, Kyle Gibson had a really good start. He's starting to look better and then of course Danny Santana back into the lineup. He came in. He came in for a pinch hit on Sunday and had a really good hit for the team. And that's where they sit on that. Let's talk a little bit about the Rangers' struggles, and that is injuries. Of course, with the short spring training and with the way all this has gone on, we kind of thought injuries might be a problem anyway. But the Rangers seem to be suffering. Uh, a good bit of them right now. We already know the guys that were out before this last nine-game series, but more injuries now. You have an injury to Robinson Chirinos. They say it's not serious. Put him on the 10-day uh, injured list. He'll be out for a little while. Edison Volquez, this might be the end of his career, and if he announces that, we'll do a piece on him on the podcast following his announcement that it could be the end for him. Of course, Brett Martin goes on the DL, and Nick Goody also goes on the DL. So if you notice... Three out of four of those guys are pitchers, right? And that's where we don't need the injuries. But, of course, we'll talk about in a little bit. Montez, I mean, what? how good has he been? Four out of four in save opportunities. He gave up a run uh, on Saturday, which was his first run to give up, and is just doing a fantastic job as closer. And uh, came in and just has been amazing, just like Hernandez has come in and sort of been the setup man and done a fantastic job at that. Got two huge double plays on set in Saturday's game. Been really good to see. And then, of course, we already mentioned, but what about Derek Dietrich, who has come in and immediately make a difference, even though he is 
really, if you look at his career numbers, if you go to the rangerreport.com, uh, our latest article up there talks about Dietrich and how he is pretty much just Odor, uh, you know, again, as far as career numbers and the way he's played throughout his career. But he sure has made a difference in the time that he's come in and played with the Rangers. Another problem we're still having as we look at this week in review is the Rangers cannot hit with runners in scoring position. That has been a problem for them all season, and it didn't seem to improve all that much come this last week. So that is something else that they really need to work on. And that is our week in review. Let us look ahead. The Rangers have a home away 2-2 two and two with the San Diego Padres, who are around the same record as the Rangers. I believe they're 11 and 13 going into today's game. Rangers at 10 and 10. It's a four game series two uh, in San Diego, two in Arlington. And uh, then they go to Seattle after that, but that two and two, hopefully they can do three and one, but I more expect them to split maybe with that two and two, take two of those games and the Padres take two of those games, just depending on which pitching and which defense tends to show up for the Rangers in those games. Uh, depends who they're facing. Left-handed, right-handed pitcher seems to make a difference as well because you've got uh, guys that hit a lot better against one or the other. And then after the San Diego series, which I'm going to say that they go 2-2, two and two, so that makes them 12-12 12 and 12 after that series, that they will go to Seattle and play three games in Seattle. That is a series that you have to win. Uh, it'd be nice to sweep it, but you at least have to go two and one and not let the Mariners take two from you while you're up there visiting them in the great uh, Northwest. So they need to take two of those three, which at the end of the week would put them at 14 and 13, which would probably still keep them in the hunt for that second place spot unless the Astros just really start taking off. They're 11 and 10 right now a half game up on the Rangers for that second place spot. And uh, as of right now, nobody's catching the Oakland Athletics. They are just running away with this thing completely. Hopefully uh, the Rangers can maybe slow them down a little bit when they play them later on in the month. And that's what the Rangers have coming up in this following week. Let's move on to our top 10. Top 10. You know, I'm still not really sure why I say it before Daniel says it there, but you know, sometimes you just got to repeat things. You know, they say it takes you hearing something seven times to finally remember it. So maybe, uh, maybe that's why I do it. Maybe I'm trying to get it stuck in your head. And in fact, let me play uh, the sound again. Top 10. Mm, yeah, that's good stuff right there. Okay. Number 10. These are the, oh, I should probably tell you what the top 10 things are about, shouldn't I? And not just, uh, not just say, all right, here's a top 10. All right, guys, you want to listen to a top 10? All right. So here are the top 10 overreactions of the first third of the season uh, by Rangers fans and others that I follow on Twitter and Facebook and that I talk to uh, in person. Here are the top 10 overreactions that I have heard in the first third of the season. Number 10. Globe Life Field sucks. The Rangers will never win there. It takes away the advantage of the heat. It takes away the advantage of the home runs because of the way they were hitting them in the short field and right field. The uh, get stream is gone, and the Rangers will never do well there. Well, it didn't look good the first few series, but then, of course, they came back and went 5-1 and one these last few weeks, and I think 
You really can't in a sport where you play 162 games a year on a regular year. You really can't look at the first um, five or six games in that ballpark and say, that's it. This ballpark is a bust and we hate it. I know nobody really likes the way it looks on the outside, but it seems to play okay. It has some really weird bounces, which could, once the Rangers learn the field really well, wind up being a huge advantage for their outfielders over the outfielders of our competitors. Number nine. All right, I heard people say after the first few games, our pitching is the best it's ever been. Bit of an overreaction for a team that's been around since the 1960s. I don't know if I would say it's the best it's ever been. We have seen some pretty crappy pitching over these first 20 games, but we've also seen some great pitching. So let's not try to clarify everything as the best or the worst ever. Let's just enjoy the fact that the Rangers have pitched really well to start off the 2020 season, and that is continuing through the first 20 games. I am not ready yet to declare this the greatest Rangers rotation ever, although I was one that talked about it could be before the season started, so I can uh, insult myself right there for being one that actually maybe bought into it just a little bit. Number eight. The Rangers can't hit home runs. We did have a stretch there with no home runs. We had a stretch there where we looked bad. But, I mean, if you're a baseball fan that has followed it for any length of time and that watches any amount of games, you know that there is an ebb and flow to the baseball season. There's times when you're going to be hitting three home runs a game and you're going to be scoring a lot of runs. And then there's going to be times where you are in a drought and nobody seems to be able to find the baseball. It's like someone's throwing a pee up there at them and they're just trying to swing a small stick at it and, you know, hit it. And it's just not working out. Ebb and flow is part of the game, and to say this is it, it's over, we can't hit home runs anymore is a gross overreaction to the situation. Number seven. All right, number seven, we are completely screwed without Corey Kluber. Well, I don't think that showed yet, although Sunday Kobe Aller did not have his best start as a Ranger. He has not looked bad taking the place of um, Corey Kluber. It doesn't mean he is Corey Kluber. I'm not saying he's anywhere near as good as Corey Kluber could have been for the Rangers, but he's definitely holding down the fort and for the most part, giving the Rangers a chance to win, which is really all that you want when you're talking about a starting pitcher is to give your team a chance to win. You don't want them. I mean, they don't all have to be all-stars. Sure. It'd be great if they were, but I don't think we're willing to pay the kind of money to have five all-stars as our starters in the rotation. So with that being said, you want a guy that gives you a chance to win. Colby Allard has definitely been giving the Rangers a chance to win. Number six. Leclerc being out means we can't save games. Well, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Montero, who has come in and done a great job saving games so far. Four for four in saves coming into tonight's game. He has really done a great job. His ERA is minuscule. He gave up his first run, as I mentioned earlier, on Saturday. Uh, has come in and really looked the part of a closer, looked the part of a veteran closer, in my opinion. He has come in and just really done a great job in that closing role, something I hope that he can continue doing as this season climbs on. I don't know when LeClerc is coming back at this point, um, but I know that with Montero in there, it has not been a shame that LeClerc is out and he can take that time to heal. I mean, you don't want any of your pitchers or players to be out, but... If one has to be out and it has to be your closer, it's always nice to find a gem that you didn't know you had who can close down games like Rafael Montero. Number five. All right, number five. 
we need to trade everyone now. This season is lost. Next season is lost. And there's no need to hang on to these guys who have just less than a year left on their contract. Well, some of that could be true. I don't think that it's time to just turn around and sell everybody. I've heard mention of Joey Gallo, Shinsu Chu, Mike Miner, Lance Lynn. Um, who else? Uh, Danny Santana, Elvis Andrus, you know. I've heard that we just need to get rid of everybody and start over from scratch. Well, if you've looked at the Rangers minor leagues lately, I don't think they're quite ready to start from scratch. We have some of those young guys up playing in the majors right now, and I think we should keep them there playing. And I think having some veterans around is going to help your team in the fact that these guys have been there and done that, and they're good mentors for these younger guys that we have up there playing right now. And uh, speaking of that, let's look at number four. Number four. Frazier is done and he's no good. I've heard that several times from several people. And Frazier is putting together a pretty nice season, to be honest with you. He's had a few errors at first, and that's going to happen when you are playing first, you know, basically for the first time in your career. But at the plate, he's done a good job. Obviously, everybody loves him. Uh, if you saw the video that the Rangers put out of Willie Calhoun uh, wearing a microphone and Frazier singing to him. It is pretty funny. He loves the game. He loves playing. He loves being around the guys. And it shows when you watch him play the game of baseball. So kudos to him. I think he is having a great season. I think he was a pretty decent pickup for John Daniels, especially since he's not even playing the position that the Rangers picked him up for. Um, kudos to Frazier for having such a great start to the season at the plate and for uh, moving to first, really no complaints and doing a pretty decent job over there on top of it. Number three. All right, number three, I've heard that Mike Miner is finished. He's done. He's no good. When talking to a friend of mine who writes on the therangerreport.com, Mr. Charles Parker, we were talking about the fact that he is right where he would be had we been through spring training where they have something called dead arm, and that's where... Their arm is getting through that part right before they get ready for the season. Well, since we didn't have a full spring training, when Miner started struggling is about where it, he would have his dead arm in spring training. So it is not something to be overly concerned about, in my opinion. But a lot of people I've talked to said he's done. We should get rid of him. We should cut him. We should bench him. All different kind of things. And while I think he's not pitching his best right now, I think we should wait and uh, let him get through this phase and see how he comes out on the other side and see what he can do when he gets through this. Number two. All right, this one goes back to before the season started. Everyone said that COVID will end the season before they get even a third of the way through. Well, guess what? We have made it a third of the way through, and COVID has threatened to shut down the season several times, looking at the looking at you, Miami and St. Louis, but it has not happened yet. And of course, teams like the Rangers are taking the precautions very seriously and doing a good job to make sure that they are not spreading the COVID-19 virus around. They are doing a pretty good job at keeping that from happening. So kudos to them for doing that. And it did not end the season before it really began. Number one. All right, the last thing I heard after the Rangers are 3-8, and eight, I heard this team will wind up with less than 20 wins. Well, they're at 10 through 20, so that gets them around 30 wins if you project that out over the entire season. I think that uh, saying that they'll get less than 20 is probably a gross over-exaggeration of how they're playing, and I could be proven wrong. They may finish terribly over the last two-thirds of the season, but... 
I think my original prediction was 29 and 31 for this season. I still hold close to that. I think it, I thought it would be a little lower after they lost Kluber and everybody else, but they are showing that they're really bonding together well and playing as a team. It's been pretty impressive. And I think that they uh, have a chance maybe to get to that 29 mark, but I'm not going to hold myself to it. Uh, I could see in between 25 and 29. I don't think, I think 31 to 34 somewhere in there is too much for this team. I just don't think they have the talent to make it through the next 40 games and win over half of them. Hopefully I'm wrong once again, but I do think that they will win more than 20 games. And that is this week's top 10. Let's close it out tonight. The Rangers are definitely still in the postseason hunt. It's just, there's one half game behind the Astros. They have a shot to make it, especially with the extended postseason that's going to be happening this year. So one thing I'll say about this shortened season, guys, is it's been fun because every game actually means something. And of course, it's more heartbreaking when they lose, but every game actually means something. And that makes it a lot more fun to watch, right? When you know that it could be the difference between playoffs and not playoffs could come down to just a couple of games instead of the 162 games that we are used to seeing. And so you got to take this season and you got to look at the positive, right? You got to look at the things that are fun and are enjoyable about this season because um, COVID really has tried to take that away from us. And uh, my, my, my profession outside of this, this is a hobby, not a profession. My profession is school teacher, high school teacher, and it's going to be different this year. The way we're going to have to teach some kids in the classroom and some kids on the internet, it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, just the fact that I can come home in the evenings and turn on a baseball game really helps me to relax and to get ready for the next day and just uh, sort of my routine, just like baseball players, we teachers have routines we like to go through as well. And it's been a lot of fun. And speaking of that, the Rangers are running a promotion to support your favorite teacher. So get in there and support your favorite teacher. You could win them $500 for their classroom. Um, and that is about all that we have to cover this evening. As I look at my show notes here, um, be sure to go to the rangerreport.com slash shop and buy something to help support this podcast and the website um, and uh, buy lots of things. Actually, that'd be great. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram. We've been very active on Instagram. We hadn't been over the past few years, but trying to pick that up as well. So go check that out. Look at the Ranger Report on Instagram. Give us a follow. Give our a uh, couple of our posts a like. Uh, we are also on uh, Twitter and Facebook, which I guess Mr. Sutherland will say here in just a moment. But that is all that we have for you tonight. So thank you for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Next week, hope to have Chris Halleck of Inside the Rangers on to talk about what happened with the San Diego Padres and the Seattle Mariners. All right, guys, see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.